Have you ever wanted to start running but didn't know where to start or started a couch of 5K but quit because it wasn't catered to you? Or better yet, you've been running for a minute, knocked out all the 5Ks, hit up some half marathons, but you keep getting injured, not getting faster, and you're questioning your love for running. If you're a woman over age 35 and been trying to figure out this running thing on your own or don't know where to start, this show is for you. Welcome to Runners University, Women's Guide to Running After 35. My name is Dr. Leticia, physical therapist, certified running nutrition coach, and I've been helping women for many years now tackle aches, pains, build strength, and break mental barriers to living their best life on and off the pavement. Every episode, I take the guesswork out of how to train smarter, faster, and run for life without nagging injuries and actually enjoying it. Let's make running or walking into your 40s, 50s, and beyond your best yet. Hello, welcome to another episode of Runner's University, Women's Guide to Running After 35. Whether this is your first time listening or you've been listening for a bit, thank you, thank you, thank you. Before we get started, it is right before Thanksgiving. So I want to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving. Hopefully you're enjoying it with friends, family, loved ones, um, and enjoying yourself and not worrying about how much food you eat. It's okay. It's just this one day. So really diving into uh, some very good points that really take in consideration if you're a athlete, runner, woman, and man over the age of 35. So five health numbers you must know as an athlete over 35. Does this sound like you? I've been running for a while and trying to eat right, so I should be good, right? I just ran a half marathon or a full marathon. I don't need to worry about getting a physical or blood work checked or rechecked. I just had my blood work done last year or even six months ago, and my doctor said everything is okay. These are common things that I've heard from a lot of people. Now, it doesn't mean there's nothing against having the right, your testing done once a year and falling within your health plan. And I'm not saying definitely do not just go against your primary care physician. But one thing that we can get easily sunk into is just taking their word as everything or not really following up on exactly what those numbers are. What do they mean? And not just, hey, I got the blood test done. I got the blood work done. The doctor said I'm okay. But where do you fall within those ranges? Are you closer to the middle of the healthy range? Are you closer to the bottom where you're getting ready to tip out and maybe have something that's too low or on the other end of things in which now you're right on the border of a potential health condition, but you weren't really aware of it because you just said the doctor said everything was okay and you didn't know exactly what those numbers are. So there's really five different numbers. Really, there's a a bonus that we'll throw in there as well that if you don't know these numbers, you're definitely uh, won't know and you could be at risk for a metabolic syndrome. So here are some risk factors. My The testing to get is triglycerides, HDL, blood pressure, your fasting glucose, knowing what your waist circumference is, and a bonus in there is getting your A1C done. So what do all these mean? What is metabolic syndrome? So basically it's just like a a cluster of a group of conditions 
that include obesity, high blood pressure, and high blood sugar levels that can now put you at risk for developing things as in heart disease, um, diabetes, and other conditions that um, are involved with that. So why is this important to me? I think I've seen just over time and definitely within these last five years from that 35 now to being 40 here coming soon is that things begin to shift and change and things that you were saying that, hey, I'm overall healthy. Those begin to shift because different things change as we're going through different life cycles. So we have hormonal shifts. We have now that presence where the abdominal weight gain can tend to, to pop up. Our uh, recovery time is a little bit different. So popping up like you were 21 years old and not really doing a warm up or not doing a cool down or really not progressing ourselves the way we need to when it comes to starting an exercise program and a run program sometimes, those things change throughout our life cycle. And the risk factors for mailbox syndrome also increase. So I've been really digging into seeing what are the underlying issues and what are the other health things that we need to be focused on. I've really gone as far as now as I'm actually going to be finishing up within the next few weeks with my health coaching certification because I really believe that not only is running a tool to help keep the crazy away, yes, it can be used for health conditions, um, for going out, uh, relieving stress and improving things, but we have to be looking at the other pictures and not just think, ah, I'm okay. Those those numbers, you know, they're they're good or the doctor said I'm good, but us really being our own advocate and CEO of our own health is really going to be an important key. So we'll be the ones to stand up when things may or may not be feeling well or you're not recovering as well and you really need to dig a little bit deeper into there. Now you have some knowledge to bring to the table. So let's look back at those numbers and um just briefly on what they need. Let's talk about triglycerides first. Okay, triglycerides. What are triglycerides? They're basically a type of fat that's found in your blood. When you eat, your body converts any calories. It doesn't use right away into triglycerides. So they, the triglycerides are stored in your fat cells. So later, little hormones, they release the triglycerides for energy between meals. So if you're regularly taking in more calories than you burn, particularly from some higher um, calorie or and or depends on your combination of carbohydrates, remember our carbs are not bad though, um, you may have high triglycerides. So to be able to find the appropriate numbers or what you need to look for is if you have triglycerides that are greater or equal to 150 uh, and it's milligrams per deciliter. So if your triglycerides are greater or equal to 150, then now you're on the borderline high for triglycerides. So normally you, this test will be taken as part of your um, cholesterol test. So you'll have like your good cholesterol, your bad cholesterol, total cholesterol, and then that triglycerides number. So why does this matter? So if you have high triglycerides, they may contribute to the hardening of your arteries. So you have hardening of the arteries or thickening of those artery walls, which now increases the risk of heart disease, heart attack, stroke. So we definitely want to be on, be very aware of these things and looking at these numbers and knowing why they're important and not just a bunch of labs on a screen. 
So that triglycerides now leads us into the next number, which is the HDL. HDL is the good cholesterol. So you have HDL and LDL. Uh, those two numbers make up kind of what your total cholesterol is. So risk factors for that HDL, if it is less than 40 milligrams per deciliter in men or great, or less than 50 in women, then that's where we're saying that that number is a little too low. So it's very, it's desirable to get that number greater than 60. So that still goes into our counts of um, leading to heart disease risk. HDL, the good cholesterol being low, and a lot of times the, the not so good or bad cholesterol is too high. So we want to make see, be able to see where those numbers lie to see what our risks are. And the thing about these things, these, you can still feel fine. You would not necessarily know that these numbers are high or too low unless you actually go and get checked out. Number three, blood pressure. That number has always been, oh, the gold standard, 120 over 80. Then it actually came down to 120 over 70. But really, looking at blood pressure, if your blood pressure is greater or equal to 130 over 85, that puts you within that risk factors of that metabolic syndrome. Fourth is fasting glucose. So if that number is greater or equal to 100, then that's going to tip you on the scale of maybe there's an issue with your blood sugars and how your body is being able to kick those numbers down. Another add-on to that, to that fasting glucose, glucose is actually getting what's called your hemoglobin A1C. So the A1C test is basically the standard to see if you're diabetic or not, or if you're pre-diabetic. That number actually measures what your blood sugar is over a two to three month period. So that fasting glucose would be the number that you would get on the day of that exam, on the day of that blood work. The A1C, that's the number that doesn't lie. That's the number that measures what those blood sugars have been doing over that three month period. And that number not necessarily can just be changed over, oh, the last weekend I was kind of bad with this and kind of bad with that. No cheats around it. It measures it over a three-month time period. So standards for that A1C is 5.6 and under, essentially, is the range that you want to be at. If you have an A1C of 5.7 to 6.4, you are classified as pre-diabetic. So once you get an A1C that's greater or 6.5 and above, then that is classified as diabetes. But you have to get two consecutive A1C tests of that 6.5 and above to be uh, officially classified as diabetic. So like I said before, you can still feel fine and you'll have, you could have some of these risk factors. The last but not least risk factor to look at is going to be waist circumference. So for men, if you have a waist that's greater than 40 inches, and for women, it's going to be a waist of greater than 35 inches. That increases our risk of that metabolic syndrome. Remember, that's the group of conditions. When you put them all together, that in increase our chance for chronic disease. They are, a lot of them are silent. But if you have three out of the five of these listed, then you are classified as having metabolic syndrome. And you may not even know. You could be working out. You could be doing several things, but you're still having these risk factors in the background. 
So yes, these chances, they do increase the further and further away we get from our 20s, the higher the risk. And it's just really something to think about is there's really no one size fits all for being able to determine. It's like, and you also have maybe the combination of some genetic predispositions, positions that can develop, that can play a role, but don't worry, that's not the end. There's things that you can do to be able to help flip flip and reverse these, these numbers as well. So guidelines for me is thinking that if you have recent blood work within the last six months, then get a copy of it. Know your numbers. Just don't take the doctor's word for it that everything is okay. So, well, thinking, just think about that. If your doctor has told you that everything is okay and you're within normal range, what if your fasting glucose was like 97 or 98? But guess what? The guideline says greater than or equal to 100. Wouldn't you want to know that you're very close to tipping over the scale there with that number of being an issue? But yes, it is under 100, but it's trending pretty close to 100. So think about it that way is that you could be within range, but you could be ready to tip on out of that range. And you don't want to wait till next year's testing, three, six, or you know, a whole full 12 months away from now to the next time you test. Now you've tipped over that scale, doing some things proactively to make those changes that uh, will be important, important keys. Now, it's also important when it comes to, to, to running that you know that if you've been in your active training se season with programs, training for halves, training for races, you've had some harder sessions, some longer runs. Um, so you're, maybe your, your carb and or your calorie intakes of certain foods may have been higher. And yes, your body needed it to support your training. But don't fall into that habit of still consuming the same training calories and training foods that you were doing when that training level has decreased, especially during these winter months. So the time is now, crucial time, winter months, off season, no matter if you have winter weather or not, off of your off training season or out of season training is really a good time of year to take a look at those numbers hit that reset button and maybe be able to make some changes modification in dropping waist size, optimizing nutrition, um, making sure you're really getting in tune with your body on what its fuel needs and what its demands are and getting a hold of some of these numbers. So that's me definitely playing help advocate right now because I, I love to be able to be a, a resource and a tool. And I know that with myself, some of those numbers had spiked up. So I had to really take a step back and really be able to be able to get the resources set for me so that now I can be more um, proactive and be ahead and be in control of that health. All right. So guess what? Black Friday is coming up. At the time it's recording, we're getting ready to go into Thanksgiving. Black Friday here in a couple of days. Have an awesome offer. I'm going to be launching the Winter Running Academy. So there will be a special offer with some limited spots that will be released on Friday. So if you want to hop on the interest list, you can text the word Runner Academy to 317-207-7924. Runner Academy to 317-207-7924. So let's drop briefly on what's going to be included in this program. It, the program will officially start January 9th through February 5th, 2022. It's an eight-week 
online program, private community. We're going to have weekly live chats and Q&As covering running specific topics, strength training for runner's routine, so you don't have to guess on what to do and how to get stronger. We want to be able to address those common deficits that lead to injury. We're going to have mobility routine, total access to my video library of runner-specific flexibility and mobility, including some dynamic warm-up routines. You want to improve the way you move by addressing those common areas of decreased mobility in runners because you know that you stretch, wink, wink, after every run, right? Yes, I'm going to pause on that. I know that that's probably not the uh, preferred choice for a lot of us runners. I'm also going to have full access to my injury recovery video, exercise libraries, and really an important key is going to be nutrition for overall wellness. We are we are all human and we know that we can... Uh, we can train and do it all, but if our nutrition, sleep, and overall wellness are not in line, we won't be able to perform at our best in life or on the pavement. So we look at this program when it comes to nutrition, especially if those that have goals for dropping some weight in the off season. Um, some, uh, you want to know based on your age, 40s, 50s, 60s, what are the optimal foods that um, you should be including into your diet, even if you've been doing some good things there. But we're not going to be focusing on counting calories, fat diets. We're really going to be on that ed- on instituting education and action on improving you. So look for more of those details here, there within the show notes, so that you can hop on that list, so that you can get the ins- that get that access to join that group. I'm really going to be having some awesome add-ons to those that want to sign up for this uh, pre-sale with some added on some pre-sale bonuses. So until next time, go out there and do the thing. Hey girl, thanks for listening to the show today. If you're new to running or tired of trying to search Dr. Google on the best ways to begin and continue running without giving up or getting burnt out, then head over to www.runnersuniversity.co slash get started to grab my bulletproof running guide for women. You got this girl, do your thing. Music produced by King Music. Check them out y'all.